This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to another edition of Pets Aloud, Joy's very own show about pets brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home. A big thank you to Leo for a fab morning of tunes and interviews with the Real Housewives of Melbourne and to Jake for keeping us up to date with the latest in news. My name is Sam and I'll be keeping you company today until one and keeping me company in the studio today is the wonderful Emmanuel Christie, volunteer and work experience coordinator at the Lost Dogs Home. Emmanuel, thanks for joining me this week. Thank you very much. Thank you for such a warm welcome. Um, <laughs> as you know, um, sharing your home with a four-legged friend can be one of life's greatest joys. Dogs, cats and other pets give us unconditional love, loyalty and acceptance, provide constant companionship and even help relieve stress after a hard day's work. However, making the decision to adopt a dog or cat from a shelter or rescue group is a big one. Caring for a cat or dog goes beyond providing food, water and shelter. Potential pet owners need to do some thinking and research before before adopting a pet, basically, to make sure that the pet that you adopt is the right one for you and your lifestyle. Pet ownership is a rewarding experience, but you do need to think about your decision before adopting your new companion. Today on Pets Aloud, we're going to be talking about uh, all the things you need to think about before you adopt a pet into your family. It is a rather big decision to make, isn't it? It's not something that should be considered lightly. No, it's a very big commitment, and there's a lot of different factors you yeah. need to take into account. Exactly, because isn't it there's some cats that can live to like 21? That's yeah, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it is a long time, so you know, commitments you need to think about. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so... Basically, what we want to know from you today is, have you been looking to adopt a pet but have questions about the process? Send us in a text message or an email and let us know and we'll try and answer it throughout today's show. Pets allowed. Have your say. Email now on air at joy.org.au. Don't forget, you can also SMS us on air on 0427 JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. Also coming up on the show today, we're going to take a look at some of the recent changes to the adoptions process uh, that we've made at the Lost Dogs Home. Is it the right time to adopt a cat or dog into your family? We talk about some of the things you need to think about before going down the road of animal ownership. Adoptions team leader Abby gives us a rundown of the adoptions process at the home and what you can help Sorry, what you can do to help the team find the right pet for you. And you've done your research and you have adopted a new pet, but what happens when you bring them home? We take a look at what you need to put in place before adopting your new friend to help them adjust into their new home. All that plus our regular segments, including our news wrap and dog dates coming up on this week's show. So to kick us off, we're going to hear from Blondie and Alex Newell with All Cried Out. You're tuned in to Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. So, the segment where we give you a bit of an update on what's been happening in and around the home this week. We only have one news wrap item again. Um, but <laughs> Emmanuel, do you want to tell us a little bit about Christian and Peanut? Absolutely. So, to open, 19th century writer Josh Billings once said, A dog is the only thing on earth that loves you more than you love yourself. This quote definitely rings true of eight-month-old Staffy Cross Peanut, formerly known as Bongo, who recently came to visit the home's North Melbourne shelter with his owner, Christian. Christian met Peanut, the dog who would steal his heart, in mid-2015, after making the journey to the home's North Melbourne shelter to check out the dogs available for adoption. 
Christian said, I had grown up with animals and my partner and I wanted to adopt a dog for quite some time. I went to the lost dogs home to look at the dogs available for adoption and the animal attendant introduced me to Peanut. I knew there and then that he was the dog for me. Now at eight months of age, uh, Christian, Hannah and Peanut have become inseparable with the family enjoying spending time together. For Christian, he has loved nothing more than watching Peanut's personality and confidence grow during the last six months. He told us that Peanut is a very smart young dog. We have already managed to teach him how to sit, lie down and shake paws. He is still learning to roll over. One of my favourite things about Peanut is how enthusiastic he is. During the last few months, we have been encouraging him to swim, but while he loves going to the dog beach, he has been a little unsure about the water. That changed about a month ago when we went camping. One, mo- one morning, I woke up and found Peanut swimming in the nearby lake. Since then, he has grown to love the water. Every time we head to the dog beach, and it is straight into the water. Adopting a dog from an animal shelter like the Lost Dogs Home was especially important for Christian and his family. He told us that there are so many dogs in animal shelters needing that all-important second chance at finding their new family. I am happy that I was able to give Peanut the loving home he deserves. My whole family adores him and he adores them. He is such a great part of our lives. To view the dogs we currently have available for adoption, visit our website at dogshome.com backslash dogs. Now, we've both met peanut when we when he's yes. coming you remember him as bongo so you remember him when he was a puppy yes when he was very young and very crazy he was also very small from what christian was telling he me was. when i met him he was saying that peanut kind of like had this. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> now now the name is somewhat ironic given yes. uh, given his size and uh, stature because i think he yes. christian was working out that he's cross staffy rohijan ridgeback yeah, so he's probably going to be quite a large dog he's going to in be future. Huge. So he's, he's a big, very cute though. He is very, hugely, very hugely cute, and he's very. He is actually well trained. So when Christian brought him in, yeah. he was showing us, you know, the sit and stay and everything. He was trying to get him to roll over, and it just wasn't happening. Oh really? Okay. I, don't, I don't know if it was because he was overly stimulated. Or Most because, likely, yeah. Or because he just hasn't quite nailed the whole... It's you know, one of the harder tricks for a dog to learn. Is it? It's, it's like an unnatural kind of movement for them to make in one okay. in one motion, uh, as I've heard. So... It's one of the tricky ones for most dogs. So it's probably why it's probably a bit more of an advanced trick rather than just yes. something. It's like, oh, you know, he can sit and shake, so he should be able to roll over. Yeah. <laughs> should be totally fine. And like Emmanuel said, you can check out the other dogs we have available for adoption at our website, dogshome.com. And now we're going to drop our can on this week's Pet of the Week. This week's Pet of the Week. So this week's Pet of the Week is another Rohitian Ridgeback cross. Oh, uh, we've got a lot of them. <laughs> I know, and they are so gorgeous. I'm, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them because they are quite, I don't know, they seem to be, they're excitable, but they seem to be a little bit more chilled than some other dogs. Yeah, they tend to be pretty pretty relaxed in yeah. nature, generally speaking. Yeah, they are one of those dogs. So he is a biggie, but he is a cutie. His name is Vice. He's eight years old. Uh, he's been health checked, vaccinated, wormed, and microchipped. He is a lovely big man who has such an enthusiasm about life. He loves to interact with everyone and is curious about everything. Vice can be strong on lead, which isn't uncommon for larger dogs of Vice's size, um, but he is learning to walk and not pull as much when he is on a harness. He knows how to sit when asked, but doesn't seem to have much grasp over other trainings. So he would benefit from some obedience training. And, and despite his age, he is he he can be trainable. So don't kind of cross out his age as kind of going, oh, you know, this is a dog that we're not going to be able to train because you will be able to. Uh, 
So, yeah. And he is a big bouncy dog. Uh, so he is better suited to a home that doesn't have smaller or, or little children as he may accidentally inadvertently knock them over <laughs> um, and not mean to. But um, it just might be something to keep in mind. Obviously, again, due to his size, he does need secure fencing. He is a bit... Um, he does get a bit worried around fireworks and thunderstorms. So you just need to keep this in mind for future reference. So, you know, if there's New Year's Eve fireworks or thunderstorms happening in your area, you might just need to be a little bit aware of these things. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Don't let Vice's age deter you because he has plenty of energy to burn and lots of love to give. And because of his age, he is actually fee waived. So he's um, a donation only dog. So he's definitely one to go in and check out. So if you did miss his ID number or just want further information on how you can adopt Vice, you can check out our website, dogshome.com. You can also contact our Campaspi shelter on 54803005 or visit in person at 520 Mackenzie Road, Echuca. It is a nice drive out up there as well. So it's beautiful. You've I've, been there a few times. I've been there several times. Yeah, we have a, a, a blossoming volunteer program up there now. So Which is good. Yes, it's great. So I've been up and down there a bit. And um, I remember Vice from quite a while ago. He's been in the shelter for, for months now. So are we still looking for volunteers up there? Indeed we are. Yeah. There you go, guys. <laughs> Anyone who's interested. <laughs> Check out our website, dogsome.com. <laughs> That's right. Um, moving along late last year. <laughs> moving right along from that um, unneeded um, plug for plug. the volunteer Volunteers. Program. Always need volunteers. <laughs> Um, Late last year, the Lost Dogs Home made some changes to its adoptions process with the aim of better matching adopters to their ideal a cat or dog. Um, Up next, we're going to have a chat to Dr. David Cuntliffe, General Manager of Animal Welfare and Customer Service at the the home, to get a bit more information about the home's new adoption process. You're tuned into Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. This is Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. And on today's show, Emmanuel and I are chatting about the home's adoption process and and what you need to do to go about adopting a dog or cat from a home or even from a rescue group or somewhere like that. Animal shelters and rescue groups ask a lot of questions to prospective adopters for two main reasons. One, to assure long-term homes for the animals in their care, and and two, to facilitate good matches between customers and their adopted companions. Late last year, in response to feedback from the community, the Lost Dogs have introduced some changes to its adoptions process to better match potential adopters with their ideal animal companion. By changing the structure of the adoption processes from more of an interview style to an open conversation aims to balance the interests of both the home in finding the right home for the animals in their care and the adopter who's looking for the right animal to suit their lifestyle. Earlier this week, I caught up with Dr David Cunliffe to find out what changes the Lost Dogs Home had made to its adoptions process. I'm joined by Dr. David Cunliffe, General Manager of Animal Welfare at the Lost Dogs Home. David, thank you for joining me today on Pets Aloud. Hey, Samara. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. The home has recently made some changes to its adoptions process. Can you give me a bit of a rundown of what these changes are? Sure. We are aware that our, our animal shelter is not much like a shopping centre. It's not the kind of place that most people would come and spend their weekend. So we've made a lot of effort to zhuzh up our adoption centre and make it a, a much more friendly place to be. And in that adoption centre, we've got a dedicated team who only work with our adoption animals. So they have a really good relationship with the animals and are fantastic at finding you know, the correct home for those, for those animals. Also, our process is a lot less driven by an interview style of matching 
coaching. Our guys really want to have a conversation, find out as much as they can about the potential adopter and their lifestyle and use that relationship to make a great match with their new pet. So it's kind of there to make people feel a little bit less like they're perhaps being grilled like a job interview and more to kind of work through the right matches, almost like a perfect match type of thing, I guess. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we we did have some feedback and we felt that it was necessary to make these changes just because people felt it was a difficult process at times. Sometimes they'd feel that they were being a little bit judged. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, someone standing in front of you with a clipboard is is often not a nice experience. So we got rid of the clipboard. We ask, um, I guess, lots of questions, but we start a conversation. Can you tell me some of the feedback, out of the feedback that you got that you mentioned before, some of the issues previous adopters indicated with the old approach that's led to the changes that you've made now? On the surface of it, we we really felt that it took a long time and it didn't really give great results in the end. I think our team were a bit frustrated with how it went and I'm sure, and I know the adopters were as well, so we know that we we can get a great match really quickly. How important is it to match the right person to the right animal? It's really important. Some people have a lifestyle that would allow them to have, you know, everything from a a bull mastiff that loves to romp too much to a chihuahua that likes to sleep all day. So they can take any animal. But some people have very specific lifestyle needs. We, on the other hand, have some dogs with very high needs, maybe some medical problems that we love a new adopter to, to take care of and manage, but that we really need to make sure that they're in a position and willing to do that. So matching is really important. Have you found that the changes that you've seen so far are better helping adopters find the right animal for them with their lifestyle or perhaps you know personal reasons? I think so. The early feedback that we're having from people is that it's been a more enjoyable experience and they actually have the chance to develop a relationship with the adoption counsellor and that's a really great resource in the in the early days early weeks early months of their new relationship they've got someone to call also the figures suggest that we are getting less animals returned by adopters which on one hand is a good thing Mm -hmm. but it's also important to remember that we don't want to put too much pressure on people that this is you, you know, you've got to get a perfect match right off. Sometimes a little bit of trying out, um, learning, returning is, is involved as well, and we're, we're here for that too. Yeah. And it helps us, I guess, just as much as it helps the adopter. If it isn't the right match for the adopter for lifestyle reasons or perhaps it's something that we get through animals we don't know the background, it helps us then better help find the dog's match as well, so they're actually helping with the process. Yeah, we know that animals will behave differently once they get home. Um, as to how they behaved when they are in our care. Um, It's important for us to realise that. And the information that we get from adopters that are returning animals is is good information. And we're always happy to have you back to try again. (laughs) Dr David Cumberland, thank you so much for joining me today on Pets Aloud. It's been great to chat to you. Thanks, Samara. That was Dr. David Cunliffe, General Manager of Animal Welfare at the Lost Dogs Home, and he was talking to Sam about the importance of matching the right animal to the right owner during the adoptions process. So you've been thinking about adopting a pet for a while, but you don't know if now's the right time for you to actually adopt. Coming up, we're going to look at some of the questions you need to answer before you go to an animal shelter or an F- a rescue group to adopt an animal. You're tuned in to Pets Loud on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Pets Loud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Today we're taking a look at some of the things you need to think about when adopting an animal for the first time. 
Caring for a dog, cat, puppy or kitten goes far beyond providing food, water and shelter. It takes research and careful planning to bring the right pet into your home and to make sure your lifestyle is the right one for you and your pet. When adopting, you are made you are making a commitment to care for an animal for the rest of their life. This could mean 10 to 15 years for dogs and up to 20 years. That's right, 20 years yes, for cats. It's it's a big commitment. I have two. I've had them for five years. and You've um, got a while to go. I've got a fair <laughs> way to go with my cats. Um, as you go through lifestyle changes such as moves, the birth of children, new jobs, those types of things, you know, moving internationally. It doesn't even have to be down the street. Uh, your pet will remain a, p- a permanent part of your life. If circumstances change, will you actually still be able to care for your pet? So to help make the decision about whether now is the right time to adopt a pet, we want to talk through some of the questions you need to ask yourself. Probably one of the most important questions is, can I afford a pet? Um, There are obviously a lot of costs involved with pet ownership. The initial upfront costs include vaccination, microchipping, desexing, possibly an adoption fee also. Mm. Um, But you need to consider that you'll have to pay for ongoing costs, food, worming, annual health checks, vet bills, training, boarding, toys, bedding. The list goes on. It goes on and on and on. And on. And uh, obviously, if there's an emergency or accident, you'll need to be able to pay for emergency vet care. Um, and the cost of pet ownership will vary depending on the animal you choose personally. So you need to make sure that you can budget for that before you adopt the animal. For example, if you have a big dog, a big breed dog, you need yes. to make sure you can budget for their food. Correct. You know, that's that's one thing straight off the bat. So, you know, yeah, just have a think. Work out a budget. The second question is that you need to ask yourself is, do I understand how to care for a pet? As a pet owner, it's your responsibility to thoroughly research the basic requirements of the pet that you choose, whether it be a dog, cat, guinea pig, rabbit, whatever. You should do this before considering adopting your pet and prior to bringing your pet home so you're well informed about the species-specific needs of your pet so you're ready to take good care of them. If you're considering adoption, talk to the relevant adoption organisation, so you know, like the Lost Dogs Home, and ask for information such as how much space and exercise your dog may need because the people on hand will be able to provide you with some of the information and individual information as well for the animal you're actually adopting. So they're good questions to ask. That's right, particularly within breeds. Different breeds have different requirements, so that's something to consider as well. Exactly. Um, another factor is whether or not you have the time to care for a pet. Um, caring for a pet does take time every day, depending on what type of animal. It might need exercise, socialisation, grooming, feeding, training, playtime, and, of course, company and socialisation are, um, are critical aspects of pet ownership. Um, some pets will require more time than others, but each will require daily care, so you need to make sure you have some time available every day for your new pet. Uh, And also remember, puppies and kittens um, are a very large time investment in most cases. They really, really are because, you know, you're starting basically from scratch. So the training for both cats and dogs, as we talked last week, is kind of a big factor in that. The next question you need to ask yourself, and this is another biggie, in my opinion anyway, this is a biggie. uh, Do I live in suitable accommodation with the right space for a pet? So consider if you can provide suitable accommodation for your ideal pet now and into the future. If you're a renter, you know, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Have you spoken to your landlord or leasing agent about keeping a pet at your current residence? Your house size and or garden size can be factors in determining the type of dog you adopt. For example, if you live in an apartment, you may want to consider adopting a dog that's happy to be in a smaller space. That doesn't necessarily mean adopting a smaller dog, but looking at the requirements of that particular dog to help them accommodate, you know, can they accommodate their own lifestyle to fit in with your apartment? If you're considering adopting a dog, some of the other things you might need to think about is whether you have a yard. Is the yard secure? If you don't have a yard, where will your dog be housed when you're not at home? Is it inside? If it is, where will the dog go to the toilet? Can 
you know, can you get home and let it outside every few hours, those types of things. Cats, I think, with accommodation, it's probably a little bit easier, um, you know, whether you're not, you live in an apartment or in a house or that type of thing. But some again, what you'll need to consider then is, you know, is it going to be an indoor cat? Is it going to be an outdoor cat? If it's an indoor cat, you know, does it have all its correct vaccinations, things like being aware of things like cat flu and those types of things to minimise the spread of that. So there are a few things that you need to look at with your own accommodation before you go to adopt. That's right. And, I, and finally, um, we'll, you have to make sure that the pet will fit into your own lifestyle um, and your life priorities. So obviously everyone has working hours, a busy social life, um, people take regular trips away. They're all factors that need to be considered before purchasing a pet. Um, as we know, companion animals thrive on human companionship and will always depend on you. So you need to make sure that your lifestyle can accommodate them. Um, before you purchase a pet, p- consider their specific requirements. Um, are you able to walk your dog every day? Are you going to be home enough to give your cat or dog company or to give them attention? Do you have time to give your puppy or kitten the basic reward-based training it requires? And very importantly, who will care for your pet when you're not going to be at home? Yeah, they're all. Um, yeah, they're all really important things to consider. I mean, vice. Our pet of the week is a perfect example of things to consider with, you know, being afraid of fireworks and thunderstorms. Yeah. He's going to be the type of dog that's going to need to have owners or someone that he knows home with him when those big sort of events happen in order for him to kind of just realize hey this actually isn't such a big deal that's right and i guess a lot of people forget especially on the bigger events new year's eve people everyone goes out and that's something people forget in his case it needs to be a consideration absolutely now these are just some of the questions you need to ask before making a decision to adopt an animal you can also have a think about the breed and type of animal you think you can work with and that can work in with your lifestyle these things help our adoptions teams better match you to your pet. So if you have any questions about the adoptions process or want more information about any of the animals we have for adoption, you can contact our Homes North Melbourne shelter on 0393292755. You've thought, you've thought about it carefully and you've made the decision to adopt a dog or a cat, but what is the adoption process like? Do you need to bring anything with you to complete the adoption application? Up next, we're going to find out what's involved when you adopt an animal from the Lost Dogs Home. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. That was Cyrus with Stone, and this is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Today, Emmanuel and I are talking about what's involved when adopting an animal into your home. Animal shelters and rescue groups are brimming with happy, healthy pets just waiting for someone to take them home. But before you can take your new best friend home with you, the shelter or rescue group you are adopting from needs to make sure that you and the animal you're adopting are are right for each other. Our adoptions team is committed to working with new and old adopters, uh, not not to make sure the right animal is matched with their perfect owner, but to make sure the animal is the perfect match for their new owner too. Earlier this month, Sam caught up with adoptions team leader Abby to chat about what people should do when adopting a pet from a shelter like the Lost Dogs Home. The first thing that we encourage um, adopters to do is to pop in, come and have a chat to us. Um, it's very personalised service, I guess, that we provide. It's very discussion-based, so finding out sort of a little bit about you, your lifestyle, what kind of pet you're interested in um, and what you'd like the pet to be comfortable with so um, I guess that's where we would start um, you can also give us a call as well we can provide you with some information over the phone if need be we have a lot of clients that come from a long way so we are sensitive to that as well there is a little bit of paperwork involved um, microchip in particular that's a legal requirement so we have to do that um, it's obviously the boring part, but uh, we have to do it. That's one of those things. <laughs> it's compulsory. Yeah, that is, that is right. <laughs> we also go through the medical paperwork as well. So there's a little bit of, you know, stuff that you have to give to your counsel and 
all the legal stuff, we of course cover those bases as well. So it does require a little bit of time, but it's ultimately to make sure that all bases are covered when somebody comes in and, and does eventually adopt. Yeah, that's exactly right. Before someone comes into the home perhaps to have a look at the adoption animals in the flesh, what research should they consider doing before coming in? I guess the main things that we would recommend that clients sort of have a think about beforehand is really about themselves and the kind of pet that they're looking for. Lifestyle, I mentioned that before. Really important to have a think about what kind of things do I want my new pet to be comfortable with? Do I want my dog to hang out at the dog park? Do I want to, you know, hang out at the beach? Or or do we live a little bit more of a relaxed lifestyle, um, spend a lot of time at home or other pets in the household. Do I need my dog to be comfortable with a cat or does my cat need to be comfortable with another cat? Um, Kind of thinking about themselves as much as thinking about what kind of animal they're looking for um, to adopt. So it does take a little bit of just not so much planning but just careful thought before. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, absolutely. Does an adopter need to bring in any information or documentation with them when they go through the adoptions process? Well, I guess a photo ID, we certainly, as a legal requirement, we we have to have something along those lines. But as I said before, the process is really discussion-based. So um, in the past, we used to ask for a lot of documents, make you jump through a lot of hoops and probably, you know, ask you to prove what you had for breakfast. So, you know, (laughs) I guess we're, we're moving more towards having a conversation with our clients and understanding their needs that way rather than ticking a box, so to speak. If an adopter comes in but they can't find what they're looking for on their first visit, uh, what should they do? The first recommendation, if um, our clients have access to the internet, um, we've got an excellent website that is updated Tuesday through to Saturday usually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a stringent time frame, but um, it's updated every day um, as well. And having a look on there, and everybody that's available for adoption is on that website. So dogs, cats, kittens, um, puppies as well are on the website too. Uh, or if you haven't got access to the internet, we encourage you to give us a call as often as you like. Um, we have a couple of clients that call us every day and we love hearing from them, so that's that's awesome. And also coming in, mm. come and see us, develop a relationship with us. We've got some regulars as well that pop in. Uh, yeah, and we can help you out that way. Great. And what other advice would you give to somebody looking to adopt an animal from the Lost Dogs Home? Come in and see us. That's the main one. Pop in and come and see us and, and start that conversation, open up that dialogue so that we can hopefully help. And I guess the other thing to, to talk about is um, the dreaded returns. <laughs> A lot of people think, oh, gosh, it's not working and, oh, they're going to hate me if I go back. Um, really, that's, that's gosh, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, returning an animal or, or bringing them back if it's not working, that's that's okay. Like, it's fine. And um, we really need to start having those conversations with, come and see us. Come and see us. We will try and help you as much as we can. We've got our lovely behaviour department as well that are open and willing to help. Um, and also, if, if it just isn't working, you, you've provided us with X amount of days of valuable content and information. And we'll use that to then help this lovely animal find another home and start narrowing down the criteria not only for the pet but also our clients start to narrow down their criteria and and try and find the perfect match and it could take a couple of goes and and that's fine Mm. Um, and I guess that uh, reflects our return rates for the month of January they were amazing two percent which is actually the lowest ever recorded um, that we can find data for and it's just spectacular with the changes that we've made that we've been able to achieve this in such a short amount of time Um, our process is already working which is 
magnificent. No, that's Couldn't fantastic. Be mm. It's really good. And it shows the commitment as well of the adoptions team to wanting to find, where possible, the right pet for the right person. And if they can't find it at the home, even providing recommendations of other places you can go to. That's that right. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. Yep. We have relationships with our rescue um, programs and our pathways that we, that we utilise there. And absolutely, if they're looking for a particular type of dog or and we, we know that another rescue group might be able to help, absolutely we provide that information. That was North Melbourne Adoptions team leader Abby talking about the other avenues available to adopters who wish to adopt a specific breed or type of dog which may not be available at the home. The Lost Dogs Home Adoptions team works closely with potential potential adopters to find the right animal match for them. If you're looking to adopt from the Lost Dogs Home or if you have any other questions about our adoption process, you can visit the North Melbourne Adoptions team at 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne, or you can contact the shelter on 9329-2755. You've done your research and worked out what animal is the right one for you. Now it's time to adopt. But what things do you need to have at home to make your pet's first few weeks with you as comfortable and as fun as possible? Coming up, we're going to chat about what you need to have to help your pet adjust to their new home. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. And on today's show, Emmanuel and I have been taking a look at what's involved when adopting a pet. Congratulations. You've done your planning and research and have made the decision that you're ready to adopt a pet. But what happens when you bring your pet home? The key to helping your new pet adjust to your new home is to be prepared and be patient with them. It can take a bit of time before you and your pet actually adjust to each other, but there are some things that you can do before bringing your pet home which can help the transition go as smoothly as possible. Obviously, the first step will be to gather your pet's supplies, so prepare the day-to-day items that your dog or cat will need in advance. These are things like your pet's collar, identification tags, leads for dogs, food and water bowls, the food to go in the bowls, obviously, bedding, and most importantly, some toys. For cats, you might also want to think about getting them a good scratching post. Totally value for money. Definitely. (laughs) Save Um, your couch. Absolutely. Save the couch. Save your your screens. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Outdoor screens. Uh, The second one is to establish the house rules in advance. So... Work out your pet care regime in advance with everyone in your household so everyone's on the same page. Who will take the dog for a walk and when? Who will feed the pet at night? Who will change the dreaded kitty litter? Who your pet will be... Whether or not your pet will be allowed on a couch is a big one because if one of you lets them on and the other one doesn't, it, it's it's pandemonium. Yeah, it's, relationship it's breakdown. Absolutely. Like <laughs> IKEA furniture. It's one of those things that you just don't. You just don't. Where will they rest at night? Are there any areas of the house that are off limits? These ground rules are essential to help your pet understand their boundaries at home. By establishing them as early as possible, you're helping your dog or cat understand what they are and aren't allowed to do. You'll need to plan your pet's arrival. Try and arrange the arrival of your new pet for a weekend or a time when you'll be home for a few days, possibly school or summer holidays. This will give you some extra time to spend with each other to get to know one another. If you don't already own other pets, or if you do, sorry, if you do own other pets, don't forget the jealousy factor. Uh, make sure you don't neglect the other people and the other pets in your household. Next one is be prepared for house training. So don't assume that your dog or cat is house trained, so you'll need to put a plan in place just in case. Make sure you read over any house training information given to you at the time of adoption. There are a number of sites which contain information about house training, including the Humane Society at humanesociety.org. Do some research into the tricks and tips out there and help and work out which ones can work for you and your dog. That might be a little bit of trial and error involved there. Make sure you're consistent and maintain a routine. A little extra effort on your part at the beginning will pay off in the long term when it comes to house training. And use training and discipline to create a happy home. 
Training your dog in particular is an important part of their life and it's important for a variety of reasons. It provides mental stimulation, which helps to keep your dog happy. And if it's combined with morning exercise, your dog will be mentally and physically tired by the end of the day and much more likely to sleep during the day. It's also a good way to teach your dog the manners and skills that you would like them to have. Um, Sit, stay, walking properly on a lead and so forth. Taking the time to train your dog regardless of their background or age is an important part of being a good dog owner. Training can have numerous benefits, including strengthening the relationship between you and your dog. And it's also a great way to help build your dog's confidence. The more you train them and the more they have to work and learn, the more they'll understand you. And the more you work and play with your dog, the better they'll understand you. Um, if you're wanting some tips and tricks on training, uh, we did talk about it on our show last week, so uh, it'd probably be a good thing to check out our podcast at pets at joy.org.au forward slash pets allowed because uh, the tips and tricks that we talked about last week will be available on there in case you did miss them. Now, above all else, when you bring your new dog or cat home, be patient with your new companion. Give them the time they need to adjust to their new surroundings. You'll soon find out that you've made a new friend for life. No one will ever greet you with as much enthusiasm or provide you with much as much unconditional love and loyalty as your pet will. Your patience with them in the beginning will be greatly rewarded over the long term. Now, we're heading to the tail end of today's show, but before we go, we have your guide to the animal-themed and animal-friendly events coming up in your area over the next few weeks. Stay tuned. Up next is Dog Dates. Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. The Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9 presents Pets Allowed. Allowed. Lost Dogs Home crew and friends for Pets Allowed, exploring all things animal from wet nose to wagging tail. Fridays from noon on Joy. News, views, interviews, advice and everything mice. Brought to you by Joy sponsor, The Lost Dogs Home. Pets Allowed on Joy. More fun than you can wag your tail at. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dates. While summer is quickly coming to an end, there are still a lot of animal-friendly events coming up around the country. Now, the first dog date we have for you this week is the Best Friends Maribyrnong Cat Adoption Day. Now, Sigmund Freud once said, time with a cat is never wasted. This Sunday, February 21st, animal lovers in Melbourne's western suburbs can spend and even adopt their very own feline friend during the Best Friends Maribyrnong's Cat Adoption Day. Cats from the Lost Dogs Home will be available for adoption at the event, and our team will be able to answer all of your questions about the adoptions process. The team will also be on hand to answer any questions you may have about our volunteer and foster care programs. So come on down to Best Friends Maribyrnong on Sunday, February 21st, which is this weekend, and you may find your own feline match to adopt on the day. Also upcoming is the Craigieburn Festival. On Sunday, the February the 28th, uh, teams from the Lost Dogs Home and National Pet Register will be heading over to DS Atkin Reserve in Craigieburn to show the people of Hume how shelter animals make great pets. Come and ta- chat to our staff and or to me. I'll be there too. And chat to us about adoption, foster care or our volunteering program and the ways that you can help uh, the home give back to animals in need. Our adopted and adored ambassadors are also making an appearance on the day um, to show you how shelter animals can make great pets. The NPR team will be running a chip checker station on the day. Um, A free service, chip checker will tell you what contact details are on your pet's microchip, what database your pet is registered to, and whether your pet's microchip is working. You can also use the chip checker to update any of your details and ask the team from National Pet Register any identification questions you have. Um, We're always on the lookout for any dog-friendly events throughout the country. If you have a pet-friendly event coming up in your area, email us at lostdogshome at joy.org.au. And don't forget, Manuel's going to be at the Craigieburn Festival, so 
come on down and say hello. Please do. I'm very friendly. You are. And ask any questions you may have, particularly about volunteering and work experience and even foster care. You, you deal with that as well, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. From, from time to time. Yep, so help out. Uh, Elena, Elena, who is our foster care coordinator, is lovely. But is. Emmanuel also can answer any questions that you have about foster care. And it is a good opportunity. We're still looking for foster carers. We are always looking for foster carers. Um, yeah. The numbers are a lot better than they were. I think we have somewhere in the ballpark of 60 people who foster care for us. Um, Previously, it would have been around half that. Wow. So it's expanded greatly. That's good. Um, But the more the merrier. And there's always more dogs than we have carers and cats. Absolutely. So So if you are interested in becoming a foster carer and you want to see the forms and everything, they are available on our website at dogshome.com. We're at the end of another show. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if you did miss the show or parts of the show today, don't worry. You can podcast it via our profile page at troy.org.au forward slash pets allowed. A big thank you to David and Abby for allowing us to interview them about the adoptions process. Thank you, Emmanuel, for coming in and keeping me company today. Anytime. And a big thank you to everyone that's listening for this week. And don't forget to walk your dogs. And pat your cats. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.